We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The team wants Harper to shoot another three, but he's not going to do it. The Knicks are going to just dribble this one out. As they get the much-needed victory against the Chicago Bulls. Bounce back after the loss Monday. And the Knicks all alone in fourth in the Eastern Conference with nine games to play. Tom Thibodeau gets 34 points from Julius Randle. And again, a masterpiece defensively from Nerlens Noel. R.J. Barrett with 22. And as Thibodeau and his good friend Mo Cheeks walking off together. As the Knicks outscore the Bulls 37 to 19 here in the fourth quarter. Oof. All right. 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 Uh, Knicks win by a final margin of the day. Um, oh, final margin of 20 uh, or 19 points. Oof. Oof, boy. They don't make it easy, and then they do make it easy. It's funny this Knicks this Knicks season has to me, and this this game really shows it. This game this this season started out as a team that was figuring out how to go from laughing stock to respectable, and then for like the. The, most of the early part of the season, they were a team that was figuring out how to go from bad to mediocre. A team like how to win games. And you, you think back, and it seems like a million years ago now, where you could see that there was something good going on, but they just couldn't put it together. And it was just, it was disjointed. And it was like, but wait a minute, there's something good happening here. And you see it in moments and spurts and fits and this and that. But, you know, they were three and five and whatever it was. And now, now, though it seems like for a few weeks now, maybe longer, and they kind of figured it out there for a while, but they're still figuring it out. They're trying to figure out how to go from a team that is mediocre to good. 
And then the only the only step to take after that is figuring out how to go from good to great, right? Good to great. That's the last step. How to how to go from good to great. And I don't know that they I don't know that they have the talent to go from good to great right now, but I'll say this. They act like a great team sometimes. They and for, <laughs> they act like a great team sometimes for better and for worse, right? They act like a great team, you know, when they come out and they're like, "Oh, we're playing the Bulls tonight." What's the, like the this is the their scouting report? These these are the ways that the Bulls could beat us. Okay, we're going to go up by 18 points in the first quarter. But then they also act like, you know, a great team sometimes when they're like, oh, it's the Bulls. We got this. It's fine. And then they find themselves down by a point with whatever it was, a minute and a half left to go in the third quarter. You know, and it's funny that we're going to we're going to look back on this and be like, oh, yeah, we beat the Bulls by 19 points. That's awesome. Obviously, this was anything but this was a tough game. This was a very frustrating game at times. Um, A lot of great individual performances. and. and uh yeah yeah but let's get the win oh i just realized um i think my wife is watching so i'm going to ask my wife through uh this medium if she could kindly bring my phone in here because we got tips post game a little bit and i can't do it because i don't have my phone so hopefully my wife hears me and brings brings the phone in the uh in the recording studio anyway um okay steven's gamma with our first comment in the super chat Another one in the win column, sole possession of the fourth seed. Now they can enjoy their three days off. Hey, do you want to say hi? No. Why not? You can say hi. Camera shy. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, sole possession of the fourth seed. Um, I, last I checked, I know the, the um, it looked like the Celtics were going to win and the Heat were in a, a dogfight with San Antonio. Uh, it looks like... Oh, wow. The Celtics are now only up by six in the fourth quarter. No, sorry. Make that nine in the fourth quarter. And the Heat are losing to San Antonio. How you doing? How you doing? All right. I I, I just – any separation we could get. Um, Robert McGinley in the Super Chat. Tibbs maybe didn't coach his best game tonight, but credit to him for riding the hot hand in the fourth, including Toppin. Um, I'll go right out and say it. I thought the best thing Thibodeau did all night, two things. One – Left Toppin in the game there for a while in the fourth quarter. Toppin ended up playing tonight 10 minutes and 47 seconds. But again, as has become a constant theme, um, it feels like for a little while now, these are good minutes from Obi Toppin. These are quality minutes from Obi Toppin. These are minutes in which Obi Toppin is helping the team win games. And as we look forward to the playoffs, yes, I am looking forward to the playoffs. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see does he shorten his rotation? Because here's the thing, right? There's no obvious move for Tibbs if he wants to shorten the rotation because the obvious move is to take OB out of the rotation for the playoffs. And yet, if he does that, he's not taking him out for Kevin Knox because Obi Toppin's better than Kevin Knox right now. Um, that was iffy for a while there. And the only obvious piece to insert there instead is to put R.J. Barrett at the four. And as we saw tonight, um, and we'll talk about Barrett in a bit, RJ struggled a little bit with uh, marketing size and, and you know, it that's might be matchup dependent, but whatever. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Obi Toppin, really nice game. I also think the other nice thing that Tom Thibodeau did in the fourth quarter was he let Emmanuel quickly run the show. And listen, we can, um, we can talk about 
Um, we could talk about Julius Randle um, had a wonderful game. Um, we can talk about R.J. Barrett had a very nice game. This is another Emmanuel Quickly game, and we've had a lot of Emmanuel Quickly games, right? Um, this is another one that you could add to the list because he set the tone in the fourth quarter. He's the reason this was a blowout. This kid is audacious. He is a rookie. I am tired of thinking about what his ceiling is. Just like, just like we were tired of sink, uh, thinking about what RJ Barrett's ceiling was after a while. After we just always the same conversation at the end of at the end of these games. I'm tired of thinking about what Emmanuel Quickly's ceiling is going to be because I, I just, if he could shoot like this and he could drive like this, and my favorite moment of his for the entire game was when he had it going, and he drove. And he had the opportunity to put up the floater and at the very last second kicked it out to R.J. Barrett for what was a wide open three-pointer. Barrett missed the shot, but that's the right play there. That is absolutely the right play there. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a point guard. And if this kid could turn into a point guard, then boy, do we get to have some fun conversations here in the years ahead. So um, just really good stuff all around. Tim Kim, IQ is seriously Lou Will 2.0, comes in and can generate 10 points in two minutes, amazed by the steal of the draft. I, I'm I'm not – I don't want to put that cap there um, on Lou Will because, look, we love Lou Will. Lou Will is an amazing player, um, awesome. Lou Will was never able to run a team in, in, in the truest sense. I think Emmanuel quickly – I'm, again, that's what I mean when I say I'm not willing to put um, a ceiling on him quite yet. Um, Juan Cruz, we're going from the bottom up in the Super Chat. Um, thanks for the Super Chat, bro. Thank you for the Super Chat, bro. Um, look forward to it after every win. Keep up the awesome work. Been following you on Twitter until I discovered the Super Chat. Go New York, go New York, go. Juan Cruz, thank you so much um, for the contribution and the comment. Great film stuff. Real small Randall critique. And look, I'll preface this by saying, um, I, I already know what this comment's going to be because we could have Randall critiques after this game, right? Um, I'm going to go into detail more in a second, but like, you, you, this is where we've gotten to with Randall, where the dude goes 12 for 23, puts up 34 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and we get to actually have Julius Randall critiques. And hey, guess what? They're valid because he's set the bar that high. Um, I know he's the engine, but I just want to see him attack the rim more. Absolutely. Play more bully ball. I know the jumpers vastly improved. Um, I want to see him mix up uh, the attack a little bit more. I, I, my critique is that is this: when he has it going offensively, when he has it going offensively, he knows he could get a bucket now in so many different ways, and then he stops making it a point to pass. And I'm not saying he's making necessarily the wrong play, but but with, early in the season, Julius Randle was like overextending himself to move the ball. And that is when I think maybe not that to that extreme, but there's a happy middle ground, a gray area where when he's passing it, when uh, is it just, that's what opens up the Knicks offense to be its most dangerous. And it's tough because when they're giving him single coverage, he's like, all right, you're going to single me. I'm just going to take it one-on-one and I'm going to shoot it. And guess what? He's making more of those shots than he's not. And that's wonderful, but it creates this interesting dichotomy where, Teams may eventually in the playoffs be like, fine, go off for 30, 35, 40 points. We'll let you have it. We just don't want you generating other stuff for other players. And that's the next step that this offense has to take. 
CT Pittman, man, CT Pittman's always so generous in the super chat. Was it you or Jeremy who called this homestand at five or five and one? Good stuff. It wasn't me. Must have been Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy Cohen. Bad eyesight. Um, who else spends all day looking at Luca Vildoza highlights? I've actually had a very busy day. I haven't spent nearly enough time looking at those highlights, but I will. Robert McGinley. Tibbs. Uh, oh, wait, no, we got this comment already. Okay, I think I think I'm all uh, caught up for the ones up top. Let's go back up from the bottom. Harry Donor again. Harry Donor, man. Thank you again. You're so nice. Ask a question one of these days. I'd love to answer it. James Lee. Is Tibbs not running a play for Obi? If so, why not? Uh, I'm going to say that for a second. Just a couple other thank yous. Ravi Mehta, thank you so much for your contribution to the Super Chat. Truly appreciate it. And um, Charles Yoon, when Burks comes back, whose minutes is he eating up? Elf's minutes are already a season low. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. Um, I think it's a little bit here and there. Bullock's playing a ton of minutes. Let's, let's go through the minutes tonight. So RJ played 41. There goes my light. I would love to figure out how to like get my light to actually stay up here for the whole time. Um, RJ Barrett played 41. He could go down two, three minutes. Um, Alfred Playton played 22. He could go down another five or six minutes. Reggie Bullock played 36. He could go down another five, six minutes. So right there you got 18 or so minutes. And then um, from there you're looking at, does Obi get as long of a leash? This was There was some garbage time at the end. I think Alec Burks' proper minutes allotment, myself, is probably about 22 to 25 minutes a night. Um, maybe that's not quite enough. We'll see. Um, but I'm not too, too worried about him getting minutes. I'm more concerned with when he comes back, there's only one ball. And we love when um, – Quickly is on ball, and we love when uh, Rose is on ball, even though I know Rose didn't have his best game tonight. Um, and we like when Burks is on ball, although here's the thing about Burks. Burks doesn't need to be on ball to be effective. I feel like Burks' best on ball moments come when it's late in the game and the offense is bogged down and it's like there's six seconds left, seven seconds left in the shot clock. At that point, I'm cool tossing the ball to Alec Burks. So I'm not as worried about Bur – like, if Burks needs to come in and play some emergency point guard, if Alfred Payton doesn't have it at all, I still think there's an interesting conversation that needs to happen for does Burks just take even more of Alfred Payton's minutes. But the most important thing is that quickly still get some on-ball time even when Burks is back. I think that could happen. Um, I hope that could happen at least. Um, and then Ravi Mehta, is there really a necessity for the Lonzo Ball acquisition or, or, or talks of another point guard – can we just let quick develop and play be patient with him? Here's the thing. I, I think you can have your cake and eat it too here in that continue to develop Emmanuel quickly as a point guard where in the league today um, shot in the league today, in the league today, you don't need to be one or the other, right? If you could shoot it, then you could play off ball. And if you could be on the ball, you play on the ball, right? So we don't need to put uh, – nobody puts Baby in a corner. Nobody puts Emmanuel quickly in a box. Um, I think he could be whatever he's going to be. And I think bringing in another point guard this summer, you know, whether it's, you know, Kyle Lowry or or Chris Paul if he opts out and you want to sign him to some mega deal or Spencer Dinwiddie or something. Like Spencer Dinwiddie's more quickly than true point guard. But, like – Whatever. There's not that many guys out there, but if you're going to bring in one of those vets, really, I think this comes down to Paul and Lowry. If you're going to bring in one of those two guys, I still think you could get a lot of minutes 
with quickly on the ball alongside Derrick Rose. Those are older players. Those are players who are not going to play much more than 30 minutes a game. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that in the offseason. To the question that was asked earlier about Tibbs calling plays for Obi, you know, um, he's a rookie. That'll come. When you call plays for Obi, like right now, that essentially means dump the ball down to Obi and let Obi post up. That's the offense bogs down. And I think the only guy in this offense who they are comfortable occasionally bogging it down for is Julius Randle. And that's only because Julius Randle then draws the double teams and um, and can kick it out. And that's how they generate more offense. Obi Toppin's not there yet. So I'm, I'm cool with how they're using Obi right now. I, I, what I, what I'd love to see is what we saw from Obi top in there in the fourth quarter, um, going to a really, a nice move to the basket, missing quick second jump, follow up. That's the stuff that he could do. That's why he was drafted eighth overall. Again, Obi Toppin's never going to look like a world beater this season. He's a rookie. He's been slow to develop at every stage of the game, high school, college, and now in the NBA. He needs time. He did not get a true training camp. As long as you're seeing the signs, and the most encouraging thing for me for about Obi Toppin is that for a, a few weeks now, he doesn't look lost out there. There was a while there where he looked lost. He doesn't look lost right now. He looks like, and I, I said at the top, he looks like he's helping the team win games. So as opposed to, you know, I hate to pour dirt on the grave, but as opposed to Kevin Knox, who – yeah, he won Rookie of the Month in December of his rookie year, and he was playing all kinds of minutes and putting up some points. I'm not sure I ever looked at Kevin Knox as a rookie as like, oh, there's a guy who's going to contribute to winning basketball eventually in his career. Um, he had some skills. He had some talent. So the fact that Obi's able to stay on the court and do things that are valuable to a team that is now 35 wins, baby. How you doing? Um, is it, great to see. Frank Corona Jr., I'm not a Peyton hater. But when Burks is back, isn't the best rotation having Rose start and Quick and Burks off the bench? Man, you must have snuck into my um, – do I have a server? No, my hard drive? I don't know. You must have looked at the newsletter that I have coming tomorrow because um, I'm writing about this. I think that Tibbs really likes keeping Derrick Rose off the bench. And I think he really likes keeping uh, Derrick Rose off the bench because I think it has to do with some of the advanced stats. Um, I think um, – I don't want to say too much more. I'm going to give myself a shameless plug. Read the newsletter tomorrow um, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it then. We got uh, Coach here. We'll get to the other Super Chat comments in a sec. First question about Emmanuel quickly. I like the way the game started. I thought our starters really got us off to a good start. And that, I didn't like the way the best played in the first half, but I thought in the second half they, play, they were terrific. So, uh, and, and again, it really starts with our defense. Uh, if we can get stops and we can go, uh, and then. You know, we got a number of guys that can put the ball in the basket. So just trust each other, trust the pass, make plays, find a way to win. Tom, you guys have put yourself in as good a position as you can going off on this uh, challenging road trip. Are you kind of looking forward to seeing how you guys respond to the challenge of these six games coming up? Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I think, you know, for us, and, you know, we talked about it after the game, it's just it, nothing changes. And so when you begin the season, you think about all the things that you have to prepare yourself for. And so you don't want to look ahead. You don't want to look behind. You just want to – the only thing we're thinking about is Houston. So we that's you take it step by step and get yourself ready to play. And when the ball goes up, we got to find a way to win. And, and it's really that simple. So don't get lost in – you know, looking at, you know, it's the end of the season, there's whatever, how many games left, or however long the road trip is for us. It's just, okay, let's get in, get our work done tomorrow, and let's let's be ready for Houston when the ball goes up. Hey, Popper. He looks happy. He's not smiling, but he looks happy. He looks satisfied. Steve, we can hear you. You hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Tom, some of the same things you talk about, the challenges of the trip, but is that the same thing tonight where you guys see that big lead disappear and they come out on, you know, with, with fire in the fourth quarter, kind of not giving in? Yeah, you're still striving you know, to be a 48-minute team and build the right habits. And, you know, the, the thing is, that obviously, if you're building a, a big lead, you're, you're, you're doing things well, but you also have to understand, uh, you know, how quickly – leads dissipate in today's game because of the three. Great word. So if you let your guard I love down, dissipate. You know, you, you, you're not guarding, and then all of a sudden uh, you can get 10 points in a minute. And so uh, no lead is safe, and so you have to play with a lot of toughness. They, that team could spread you out. Uh, it's a hard-playing team, so we knew it would be a challenge. Um, so we'll take a look at the film, fix the things that – need to be fixed and as I said the, the big thing is get ready for Houston I love this man oh he's asking about reaming RJ out is this the type of group that you know can take that kind of tough criticism well and respond I don't know you know I see my job is to tell them the truth as I see it so you know, you, you can get beat. The players in this league are great. Uh, I see my job. A great play. This is tell the truth. But it should happen over and over again. That's so, great. Uh, you know, I, I know when we're at our best, that doesn't happen. So, and it wasn't only, you know, the player who got beat on the back door. And I always say that, you know, our ball pressure and our weak side awareness. You didn't even say RJ's name. So, it was a compilation of errors. <laughs> and to win in this league. Uh, you know, that can't happen. Mark Berman? All right. I mean, obviously, Julius and RJ didn't have great outings against Phoenix. Oh. And tonight, they combined for more than 50 points. I mean, how did you expect to smile back with such a force? We got a smile. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, here's the thing. I, mean, I like the way you work backwards, Berman. You haven't changed in 20 years. <laughs> years whatever it is. No, and, and that's part of the game. You know, and Phoenix is a terrific, terrific team. And, and again, with a minute to go, we got a chance to win the game. And so we were upset that we didn't play our best. He's but, pissed at Berman. You know, our guys, Julius, what Julius has done all year, and what RJ's doing, both of those guys are terrific. They're not going to be great in every game. No one in this league is. So, whatever happens, you learn that's from good. it. Get ready for the next one, and then let's go. Giddy up. Jeffrey Bernstein. 
Yeah, Coach, I'm just wondering, after the tough loss the other night, after having won nine in a row, were you at all concerned about the team's you know, mental state coming to this game? Obviously, you got out to a big lead, but then you know that went away after a while. Yeah, and again, I think it comes back to right. the way you talk about it at the beginning of the season, all the things that you're going to go through. And so that's why it's important to always look at every game and after each game, you analyze why you either have won or why you've lost. Try to make your corrections and then move forward. And you know the games keep coming. So you, you, you want to build that habit of preparation. I think your confidence will come from your preparation. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So you're always concerned about everything. You go into every game and you think about whatever psychological advantages you may have or they may have. And then you also factor in all the preparation that has to go into it to get ready to play. Preparation team. All that you can to prepare. That's all you can do. And then you should be confident when you're out there on the floor. Preparation T. Good time for two more questions. Ian Bailey. It's Tom Nerlens Noel. I think he's oh, like yeah. an NBA averaging two blocks and assists per game. Just what, he, what he's giving you night in and night out, and particularly tonight. The thing about like where the team would be without him and, and what he's done. Yeah, no, just terrific. Uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate. Uh, the way he's played, uh, the rim protection, the shot, it's elite shot blocking. It's its such a, and I think he had five tonight, but he impacted many others. And he's the anchor of the defense, a terrific and with pick and roll defense. And then you factor in what Tosh has given us also. Uh, and then what Mitch had given us at the beginning of the year. Ah, oh, nice shout out to Mitchell Robinson. You know, he puts enormous pressure on the rim offensively. Uh, he sets a lot of screens and, and, and he rolls hard uh, to the rim. And, you know, there's not a staff that doesn't, you don't see it, but that's what makes your offense go is having the, the pressure on the rim. Still miss Mitch uh, on offense. He does it relentlessly. He'll do it, uh, you know, 50, 60 times in a game. And so he's expending a lot of energy and it tells you about his commitment to his team, his teammates, and winning. Last question, Mike Workin' on. All right. Um, so before I get to all the comments in the super chat, I want to say a couple quick things. Um David Fisdale was always good for a good quote. He always knew how to talk a good game. It was all just utter bullshit. Um, it wasn't backed up by anything real. Um, there was nothing behind it. And the players knew that there was nothing behind it, which is why there was no real buy-in. He, this motherfucker, this motherfucker had a plan from day one when he literally, and he's talked about this, he's alluded to it, and I know he did this, literally mapped out the entire season before the season even started to the fucking hour. This lunatic, this lunatic. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did that. And when you get a coach that does that, putting aside all the other stuff he does, like how do you not respect that and how do you not go to war for the guy? Um. He's coach of the year. He's coach of the year, and I think it's going to be insane because he's not going to win it. Um, they're probably going to give it um, to uh, J- uh, Monty, and and Monty's done a wonderful job. And and not not to disparage Monty, but like Tibbs is the coach of the year. He should be the coach of the year. That's just that's what it is. Catching up on the super chat, um, PKNY. I love this team. I know we need two, one to two pieces, but I love, but the love and camaraderie is so rare and priceless. How can we keep them together and compete for the chip? I think they could keep them together very easily because you, you look at, I don't, I, you know, just replace Peyton. I don't want to shit on Peyton. Peyton had a fine game, but if you replace Peyton with a player that's good enough, you know, and, and maybe you, you know, you. I love Burks. I love Bullock. Maybe you, you upgrade one of those spots to a shooting guard who could do some real stuff. Um, but for the most part, I think they could keep this core group together. I don't think you're going to have to, more, you know, sell off all these pieces. Don Cappuccini, thank you so much. So generous uh, with the super chat comment here. Uh, really, Don, thank you. Great fourth quarter. And we get Burks back Sunday, hopefully. Um, let's go streaking again. Sure. Why not? Speaking of Burks, if we have to choose between the two this summer, Rose or Burks, I believe Andrew picked Rose after last Sunday. I'm going to pick Rose too. I just, you know, he's such a security blanket for Tibbs and I know he's getting older and I know Burks is probably the better player, but I also think as we've talked about several times, Burks has earned himself a nice payday this summer. I think they're going to be able to get Rose on a reasonable deal. What is reasonable? They're going to be able to get him for two years, $15 million, which is what he was on the last contract he signed, probably. Um, I think two for 15, two for 14, something like that. Um, whereas Burks, I think Burks has earned himself a nice payday, um, as has Bullock. I, again, I think it's funny. I I think the situation with, with Bullock's and Burke, Burks, my, I'm doing, my God, I'm doing what, what Clyde does now. Bullock and Burks, maybe similar to Nerlens and, and Mitch. And again, you'd love to have all these guys back, but. Um, you know, offer them all contracts that are fair, and then whoever takes it takes it. Um, that that would be my that would be my take. Um, thank you so much, Andrew Rosenbaum, for your contribution to the super chat. It is appreciated beyond belief. Thank you. Down with another one. P.S. Another set of great minutes from Obi. Love it. Pell's hands are harder than Noel's and not even close. LMAO. Um, I like Norvell Pell. I really like Norvell Pell. I think he's fit in seamlessly with this team. I think he's a big part of that bench mob now. I think his personality is a great fit with the team. Everything about Norvell Pell, we absolutely love it. Um, I'm excited to see what he could do moving forward, including including shoot the ball. 
Um, a little birdie told me he could actually shoot the rock a little bit. Tim Kim, Rose Bullock, Burks, two can get resigned, one has to go. Who would you choose? Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I want Rose to stay. I'm picking Bullock. I think Bullock is the better defender than Burks. I think Bullock is the better shooter than Burks. I think Burks is better off the dribble, but I think as OB as uh, excuse me, quickly progresses and as they get a real point guard on this team, you're not going to need that backup point guard element from Burks as as vital as it is for this season. I don't think it is going to be as vital moving forward. Um, that said, I, my God, I really, I just, I don't want to imagine a team with any with these guys not back. James, my 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 degenerate gambler friend. Um, can't wait till the Knicks win almost every game going forward and we end up in the number two, three seed. <laughs> we could be there if we won against uh, 76 Celts Nets. Um, I, I think they're going to wind up in the, the, the four or the five. That's my guess. And I think that's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait till it happens. Daniel Chang arrests David Fisdale for theft. And he's going to get another head coaching job in the NBA. Watch. Watch, it's going to happen. David Fisdale is going to be a head coach in the NBA again, I guarantee you. Um, Ravi Mehta, you've been – thank you again, Ravi. Tibbs has been um, batting a 1,000 all season with his interview responses. He's just – but again, there's meat on the bone. There's meat on the bone. This isn't bullshit. Fisdale was great with, with interview responses. There was no meat on the bone. Mark Fischel, what's up, my man? Mark, how are you? How many wins do you think we need to finish with to get in the 4-5 slot? I think 40 absolutely gets them there. Um, 40. I think 40 gets them there. I think I think it might happen with 39. They have 35 right now. I, I'm, here's what I'm, I would sign for. I would sign for a 2-4 and four road trip, and I would sign for 2-3 and three on the final homestand. So I'm essentially saying I'm signing for – Did I did I miscount? They have nine games left. I'm signing for four and five. Yes, I'm signing for four and five. I'll sign for four and five. That gets us to 39. 39, we'll, wherever we land, we land. Sean Ahern, when Rebecca said the Knicks are in sole possession of the four seed with quickly, and he pumped the crowd up, just one of those great small moments. You can't you can't buy that shit. Um, and you can't teach it. And when you got it, you got it. And Emmanuel quickly's got it. Great comment. Thank you for that. Um, and oh, okay. Anthony, Anthony Sixto. Um, Frazier told Breen he's the guy who doesn't get picked in basketball. He takes his ball home. Key moment tonight. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Um, love the content, J Mac. Uh, thank you, James uh, Chrysler. We appreciate it. Got to be Houston in Memphis before the big boys. Atlanta got killed, so hang on to the four. Let's get this playoff run started. And then forgotten NYC. I'm still really concerned about Miami down the stretch. I think we all should be. Um, there's institutional memory there that is very real. Um, with Miami, I fear Miami. I, I'm not sure I fear Boston. I do not fear Atlanta. I definitely fear Miami. Um, so. If they could ever go three and three on this West Coast trip, if they could go three and three on this West Coast trip, that would be cool. That'd be fun. And then you just get two, two out of three and then get to 40 wins. Um, 
we have a, a repeated hashtag in the chat. Obi Avengers free Obi. Um, Obi Avengers. Obi Avengers. I'm not sure I know what Obi Avengers is referring to, but I I, I like it. I, I'm I'm down with it. I'm here for it. Um, Rage X. We're going eight and one to finish the season. Sure. Why not? Great. If the if the Knicks go eight and one to finish the season, I'm not sure I can be held responsible for any of the things that I say going into the playoffs. I think. I should be allowed to say whatever the hell I want, and it should be completely fine. And no one should be able to hold it against me. That's the rule. They have to, even if they go seven and two, even if they go seven and two, I just I'm going to say all kinds of silly shit. Um. Anyway, uh, look at the score in the Grizzlies game. Wow. Okay, I, I'm biting. What is the score in the Grizzlies game? We're going to look at it right now. This is live live streaming. Live live streaming. Oh, Jesus, 74 to 46. Okay. Um, the Heat are beating the Spurs. That sucks. Um, and the Celtics won. So, whatever. It is what it is. Can't, can't win them all. But the Hawks lost. We got that. So, that's good. Um, they're going to win 41 games. I think they could win 41. That's not insane. If they So, that means they're going to go 6-3. and three. All right, James, talk to me. How are they going 6-3? and three? They're beating Houston. They're beating Memphis. And then they're going to win one of those other Western games and then sweep the final homestand. I can see it. San Antonio, Charlotte, Boston, the final homestand. That's a tough sweep. That's a tough sweep. Even, I mean, even if San Antonio's out of it, I think that's a tough sweep. And I don't think San Antonio's going to be out of it. And I think San Antonio's probably going to need that game. Um, James Chrysler, uh, again, thank you so much. We should win our last three, San Antonio, Boston, and Charlotte, are all winnable. They're all winnable, but they're also all losable. You know, and I know I've said that before, and I know, you know, maybe my 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 thinking about this team should have changed by now, but I like look, this was a one-point game in the end of the third quarter where we were losing by one. So I still think this team is capable of you know, losing any game, but they're also capable of winning any game. I, maybe not losing any game, but they're capable of losing a game against a respectable team and Charlotte, San Antonio, Boston, those were all more than respectable teams. So I just, I can't sit here right now and be like, they're going to take all three of those. I hope they do. I'd love if they did, but I don't I to pencil that in is a bit much. Um, Charles Yoon, what's going on, Charles teams usually take up, take it up a few notches in the playoffs with their intensity. I'm afraid the Knicks have reached their ceiling as a solid regular season team. Charles, that's a great point that I'm going to disagree with. And here's why I'm going to disagree with it. Tibbs, if you look at him throughout his career, not in Minnesota, not in Minnesota, because they they ran up against Houston and that team just not good juju. But if you look at the Chicago years, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put aside the second Chicago year because how I can't even imagine the emotional devastation that came with we're the best team in the league. And the guy who is our best player um, went down with a torn ACL. Like, I'm going to give Tibbs a pass for that year, for when, for the second year when they got upset as a one seed by the Sixers. But his teams always ratcheted up in the playoffs. And you want to tell me they lost to Miami in five games that first season? All right. But, like, I don't know. I thought those Bulls teams fought like hell in the playoffs. I thought he had them ready to go. 
even when they overachieve during the regular season. So for me personally, I think your your comment um, makes a lot of sense logically. I think we there's a chance that we see the Knicks' best basketball in the playoffs. I, there's a chance. I think they, that it's possible. And the other thing I'm going to say about this, they've gotten better all year long. It's not like we reached a ceiling and we've started to fall back. I mean, let's, you know, let's see what happens over the next nine games, you know, tough competition, the whole thing. But, um, you know, I'm hopeful. I think we could still see the best, um, the, the you know, the best is yet to come. Um, Carson Kellem, I could see RJ having a 40 point game in Houston. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. Um, Jonas Plow with a good comment. We will be forced to play more small ball in the playoffs as teams tend to go smaller. Um, I don't know if they're going to be forced to play more small ball. I think they could play more small ball. I think it's largely matchup dependent. Um, if they wind up playing Boston, I could see it because Boston goes small. I don't think they're going to go small against, against Atlanta. If it, if it is Atlanta. And again, we don't, we don't know who it's going to be Miami. I mean, if Miami starts Bam at the five and Jimmy Butler at the four, um, do you hide Randall on, on one of those shooters? Do you, well, Duncan Robinson is the shooter that you would hide him on. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to think about that. I, 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 let's see who we play first and then we'll really dive in there. Um, okay. We got a couple more James. Uh, oh yeah. James Chrysler. This team is built for the playoffs. The way they play is a playoff style of basketball. I do think they are kind of built for the playoffs because here's the thing. What happens in the playoffs? The game slows down. They're already slowest team in the league. Um, the only thing I think that's tough in the playoffs is, again, I'm not saying anything new here. Teams that could really hit the three have g- given them a tough time this year. And that just means ratcheting up the intensity another notch. Do they have it in them? I think they do. Um, James, Randall will have a 50-point game in the playoffs. James, you are you are my irrational confidence guy. I love you. I, I want to I bet everything that you're betting. Hi, everyone. Julius Randall's here. If you have a question, I'll bring it to all right, we got Julius. Julius, heading into this game, Coach told us that he wanted you guys to get back to your defensive principles. You focus on transition to be more on a stream. I'm going to talk about uh, Valdoza after this, and then we'll finish up. But let's listen to Julius. Uh, absolutely. Um, we had a couple losses. We only played a full 48 minutes of so good or great defense, but uh, we definitely are closer to where we want to be uh, when, we, when we've been on that end. So, uh, Hey, Julius. Um, this season has been just wonderful for fans, I think, for everybody in the garden, for fans watching at home. But I think people are wondering, is there still another level this team could reach? Um, do you think you guys still have another step to take? Absolutely. Um, I think we can get better continue to get a lot better. Um, you know, there's just the details of things, uh, certain things that we miss at times, uh, but we're getting better at it. And uh, we'll continue to get better. And, you know, coach will continue to coach us and get better, uh, help us get better at those things. So, um, you know, I'm excited for where this team can be, uh, our growth, uh, 
how much we can improve, and, and you know, we just got to lock in and keep doing it. Bobby Child. On the lighter side, and your teammate, Leo, had some fun with you. Were they putting a crack? What were they playing with you back there? Yeah. Uh, I barely heard you, but I think I know what you were saying. Um, in that, on that last play or whatever, I got the M1. They were playing with my braids. I said, this is my braids. So uh, I guess I got to get uh, to my braids. Um, and you like that one? Take them out. They'll kill me. The fans will probably kill me. So, um, you know, I got to keep my braids. I'm keep the braids. Funny, it's it's gonna be some. I have some baked chicken in the in the fridge. That's what's. It's gonna be some baked chicken sandwich after this. The coach is kind of going at him hard during the game and coming back strong. Absolutely, um, that's what we need. We need to be coached. We need to be held accountable. So if we're not doing our job. Uh, you know, he he's gonna tell us about it. And that's how it should be. Um, we should hold each other accountable as well. So um, we have a standard that we set uh, every day, and uh, we have to. Live up to that. We have to do the right things every day. So, um, you know, we can handle it. We're not a fragile group. We're doing it all year. Mike, working out? I kind of asked about that too. I mean, the perception about Tom going into this job was that some people didn't, some players wouldn't want to be coached like that, you know, kind of a, by a tough taskmaster type. Um, do you, I mean, do you feel like you guys respond well when he gets kind of uh, angry like that or, or into it like that? Uh, I think we do. Uh, we responded well off that. Um, you know, we got uh, tight in the third. Same thing happened. We responded well as a group. Stay positive. Um, you know, sharpen up whatever we need to sharpen up. Keep going. Last question, Mark Berman. Was was this the exact type of victory you guys needed heading to this really uh, long and tough road trip out west? Uh, anyone's a good win. Um, so uh, anytime we win, uh, you know, we're gonna be happy about it. But we also all right. Um, Andres, Andre uh, Talmadge asks, are you still blocked by Jules? Yes, I think I still am blocked by Jules. Listen, Jules got a lot of shit last year. And um, I was I, I, I was part of that. I gave I, I I was not a fan of his game last year. I wasn't a fan of how he went about his business. And I certainly made that known. He has a right to. um hold any grudges he wants. I, I'm sure he doesn't even know who the fuck I am. Um, but uh, I, I I take no offense to that blocking. I earned it. And uh, I, I, I love the guy all the same because he has just absolutely been – he's been everything um, – he's been everything that any Nick fan could have reasonably wanted. He really has. So kudos to him. Um, I missed this one. Brandon Kohler. Playoffs scare me with the with uh, Randall and RJ as our best player. His efficiency against well-coached defense isn't great. Rose quickly, only real, get on bucket. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think can can RJ going one-on-one is not always pretty. Julius Randall's playing like a top-ten guy right now. He just is. It For him – the, the, there is only one other level to get, and it is basically the level of like the absolute elite 
super duper 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 star, which is like I am making the right play and the right pass every single time, as opposed to you know when they give me the shot, I'm going to take the right shot, and it's it's never making a wrong decision. That's what the best players do, and like you know, there's only five, whatever, five, six guys in the league that that are ever reaching that level. He's not there yet. He's in that next group. But like, if I, I'm fuck, man, going in against Milwaukee, even forget Boston or Atlanta or even Miami, I'll I'm happy to go into those series with Julius Randle as my best player and feel confident about it. Even Milwaukee, I, look, I'm not saying he's Giannis. No one's Giannis. Giannis is an alien. There's no one that's ever been able to do what Giannis does. But I will take my chances against that team with Julius Randle leading the charge. He's been that good. And this team has played that cohesively. And look, Milwaukee's better. They have a their net rating is, is far better. Their net rating is one of the best in the league. They they when they put it together, they're they're unbeatable. But they don't always put it together. They're not consistent. This team, they they are in a weird way, they are consistent when the they we know exactly what happens when the Knicks don't play Nick basketball, but they come out, you know what they're gonna give you every night they come out. Um, and it's just a matter of getting into these little ruts. That's different than the inconsistency that some of these other organizations show. Um, when it's like just come out and like just nothing there, um, in the way that they are accustomed to playing. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, last thing, uh, and then I'm gonna go. Uh, Luca Vildoza, I'll be honest, I have not watched much tape on this kid. Um, I will just parrot what um, the person who is way smarter than me has said about him, which is Spencer Perlman. Uh, Spencer likes him a lot. He thinks he's a point guard, um, a legit point guard, you know, maybe not like a true point guard, but he thinks he can run an offense. He's, you know, he's good with the ball. He's, he's got some talent. Um, he isn't, he doesn't watch tape on him in a, in a bit, I think, but in terms of the defense, but offensively, this kid's a, he's a player and he's young enough that maybe he gets a little bit better. Um, here's what I'll say. I think that the resume of Luca is such that he would not be coming here if this was not a situation that he feels is like a real opportunity for him to be successful and to get time and get a real opportunity. Um, so I, I think this is not something that should fly under the radar. I know, you know, some jokes, I think Schwinn joked about it on Twitter today saying like, we're a bunch of crazies getting excited over this kid who played in a league that nobody had ever heard of. I think this is a real move. I think it's a real move for them. And I think it's a real player and I'm excited to see what he brings. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see what happens in terms of, does he get minutes at the end of this season? Um, but I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about it. So um I think that's it. Been talking for for almost fifty minutes. Um, this was a good win, one game at a time. And uh, oh, look, here's RJ. You, should we stay on for RJ? We got RJ. Let's stay on for RJ. RJ, there was that moment in the second quarter there where you know Coach had some words. We're gonna stick around, Andrew. I'm sorry, to, I misspoke. Kind of stay on the back on the bench. After that, you responded so well and, and, and had a terrific game. Never mind. What was kind of going through your head at that moment? What did you feel like you needed to adjust? Um, one, I mean, it's really his job, you know, to hold us accountable. 
Uh, you don't take it personally. I was I was mad at myself too. I knew before he he said anything. Uh, it was funny. I think there was one where he got back door, um, had to time out, and then he actually ran a play for me coming out of timeout. So it's not you know it's not personal. It's just you know we trying to win the game. Strictly business. Stephon D. Kind of on that note, is it more um, demanding and um, challenging you guys in a different way than other coaches, or is that kind of what you use? Man, Tibbs is Tibbs. You know, he's he's his own person. He's his own man. Um, whatever he does, whatever he's been doing, it's been working. It's been working his whole his whole career, so I you was know, just really lucky to have a guy like that on the sideline. Um, what does this victory mean, uh, considering that you have six straight tough road games on the Western? Uh, Five straight tough uh, road coming up in Houston. And is this this trip, we just kind of focus on one game at a time. Um, that's what we've been doing. Um, I like the hoodie. Having success doing that. So. The hoodie. Can you guys see that? Ian Bigley. I don't know what's going on there. It's a nice hoodie. What did you think of what uh, Manuel quickly gave you guys early in the fourth quarter there? Man, he's big time. He's big time, especially in the fourth. Man, he he really gave us a good push there. Um, you know, got us a good lead, kind of on his own. Uh, it was it was good. We. He got going. We were looking for him, and he just continued to deliver. Ian Bigley. RJ, not to belabor the, the tips kind of getting into you guys, but everybody kind of responds differently. It's you played for Kevin Boyle. I think it's Bernie Sanders with hair, buddy. Well, for that team like that, right? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's coaching. You know what you expect. Expect, uh, it's like Bernie Sanders with a blonde you wig. Thank you, RJ. Thank you. Thank you, RJ. Love that hoodie. It's got all kinds of people on it. That's fun. All right. Um, now we're now we're done. Uh, I am gonna go make myself a chicken sandwich because I'm hungry, and then I'm gonna write a newsletter about this game, which is gonna be a pleasure because um, this was a fun game. Um, thank, I'm going to read what, what Andrew wrote. Thank you for tuning in and for all of your contributions. Very big guest coming on the pod this Friday. Yes, we do have a very big guest coming on the pod this Friday. Um, I should, I should probably go ahead and confirm that. Um, subscribe, rate, review, uh, slam the thumbs up button, but do not injure your laptop or computer or other device. Um, enjoy three days off. I think that's it. And we'll see you soon. Adios. Let's go next.